Hello and a warm welcome to episode 36 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Slavrick and on today's show we've got the magic man himself, Ben Pope. Ben talks his career, coming back from a major injury and his ambitions. It's a cracking interview. Also on the show we have our usual exclusive from the two-man power trip themselves of Rye the Motty Seagull and United Women's Supremo, Billy Woods after our cracking FA Cup victory. And finally, we have our fan roundtable. And like last week, it's an interesting listen. Enjoy, Hastings fans. Now over to Hastings hotshot, Ben Pope. How we doing? All right? Sorry, mate. Oh, thanks, man. We, we made it happen at last. Yeah, I know. We got there. <laughs> Only taken a few weeks. <laughs> Feels like, anyway. Just kicking it straight off, man. I mean, it's a busy old time for you. You know, you've got baby on the way, new house. I mean, it's all, it's all happened for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's all come around very quickly. Um, adapting to it all and just sort of getting on with it, I suppose. It's um, just life, isn't it, naturally? Realised it more than <laughs> more than I thought it would. But um, yeah, no, nah, um, just about settled in the new house and that now. So um, nice. waiting yeah. for the baby now, the next one. How long you got to go for that? Well, she's 30 weeks now, so I don't know, about 10 weeks, I don't know. Eight weeks, 10 weeks, I don't know. You know what you're having? (laughs) Yes, yeah, having a baby boy. Oh, lovely, lovely. So, you never know, might play football, might not, depends how he feels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice one. Well, I'll I'll crack into the, sorry, get talking kids chat, I'd... Got, as I say, I've got five of my own, mate. So um... Yeah, they take over. I've heard from many other people. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I'm love it, Enjoying the last few weeks of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> got a bit of research on you. I've got a few spies here and there. And uh, I was just saying, I'm uh, saying so you're part of the Brighton Academy. And um, I'll just say, actually, remembering that um, uh, Ryan Morrill was part of that same Brighton Academy, wasn't he? Or was he a yeah. few years below yeah, you? Yeah, no. Ryan was, he's school year above me, so he'd have been age group above. Um, I joined Brighton at 14, I think. Yeah. Um, 14, 16, so I was probably with Ryan for about a year, year and a half in there. Um, yeah. uh, so I met him there, and then obviously when he was talking about him coming to Hastings and that, we um, picked back up where we left off, really. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Um, yeah, so- would have played alongside him, I think, once or twice maybe back then, but... It all happens so quickly at that age, and you know things happen. Contracts, it gets a bit serious at quite a young age. So, yeah, you um, you learn quickly. Yeah, what well, was just says any of those apart, obviously for apart from Ryan, but uh, any of the lads that you played with at that level, do you keep in contact with them, or uh, if they've gone on to to league clubs or anything? Um, I wouldn't say I've met too many um, since. Um, see them about obviously we'll have a chat and stuff there's a few playing around this level mm. um, and then a couple maybe conference and then maybe one or two in the league um, but no one really from my age group or a year above that I can think of off the top of my head that have made it you know properly made it big I suppose but um, yeah no I don't keep in contact with too many of them it was just one of them things really it all departed and then everyone lived everywhere and that was it yeah. you sort of cracked on and if you sort of kept close but I was never overly close I suppose with too many people um, just you, you play on the, the pitch like that Ben <laughs> <laughs> no yeah keep your enemies closer don't you yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. oh okay alright mate because then you moved on to Worthing 
Yeah, and uh, yeah. you had a bit of success. They had a bit of success, didn't they? they? They was it the right? Yeah, I've got it down here. The, the made the play went up through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryman South Division. Um, and I've unless I've got it, unless I've got something really wrong here that I didn't realise. A certain centre half that plays for Hastings United might have been the uh, manager at the time. Is am I wrong there? No, yeah, that's correct. Um, that's Gary Elphick was joint manager at the time, um, probably for what was he? I think two and a half seasons, roughly. Yeah. Um, joint Worthing at sixteen, so straight released from Brighton. Um, Adam Hinchwood was my manager at the time there. Mm. Then he moved on to Brighton. Um, then there was a little bit of trouble at the club in terms of budget, money, funds, etc. And then that's when the 3G sort of got introduced and George Dell come in actually, the current owner, he's a great guy. Um, yeah. Really helped the club massively, um, which in turn presented me and a lot of young players with a lot of opportunity. Um, Lloyd Dawes was there at the time. Uh, oh, was he? All right. Yeah, so... Yeah, me, him and Gary, quite local to each other and we've known each other for a fair few years now, yeah. Blimey. Well, I just want to know, did he throw any teacups at you? I mean, what was... Uh, not me personally, but there was bins flying around <laughs> and doors getting punched. Yeah, there was certainly um, some good memories. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and was that but... just by you or by him? Oh, not me. I'm, I'm pretty calm, cool, collected, really. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't seem it on the pitch. <laughs> uh, getting a change in rooms, I might have a little word, but I'm never yeah. too too violent. I think I'm quite a nice person <laughs> at heart. <laughs> not yeah. that Gary's not. He just loves yeah. his football and a bit of a determined winner and um, yeah. gets his feelings out. <laughs> it's always good. It's always good for yeah. everyone to know where they stand. Yeah, you you also played in a Sussex Senior Cup final for Worthing against Eastbourne, yeah. and obviously that was at the Amex. I mean, mm. so I mean, you've already kind of answered it that if there was any sort of people from the Brighton that you remembered when you came back there, but if we've all kind of moved on, I suppose is it. But I mean, what was that like as an experience anyway? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously to play at the Amex, you know, Premier League Stadium now. Uh, I don't think it was at the time. I think they're probably just about to go up. Um, you know, it's, it's brilliant playing in front of a fairly large crowd. Might be about yeah. four or five thousand there. Um, lovely pitch, freedom to play, and in a really good side. So I'd played there a couple of times previously when I was at Brighton. Um, mm. So it wasn't anything too new as such. But yeah, like the opportunity uh, to play on, you know, immaculate pitches and in occasion like that was, um, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Embrace it. And um, unfortunately, to be honest, didn't have a greatest time in front of goal in that game. Probably should have scored a couple. Who should have won? But um, that's cup football and that's football. So um, they got one goal, I think, and um, that was it. But I think we dominated most of the game. We were a pretty good side, young, energetic, good footballing team. And just on the day, it wasn't meant to be. So, Yeah, the agony and the ecstasy eh, of the cup. Yes, exactly that. Uh, enjoyable, actually. A lot more thrilling than a league game sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, actually, oh, this is a bit of a sour note. So then, obviously, you had your serious injury. Yeah. Uh, that was while playing for Worthing, yeah? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in the pre-season, probably, I think, was it four years ago now, maybe? Four or five. 
Um, but always been meaning to ask, like, did you know straight away this is this is this is awful, or or what? I mean, t- we'll talk us through it. All I can really remember is um, I actually scored doing it. Uh, we had free kick on the right. The balls come in. I've attacked the front post and um, leap flipped it on. And I remember whilst in the air seeing it hit the keeper's hand and then hit the top of the net. Um, next minute. The shot kicked in. I just had my hand in the air and I sort of looked down and was like, oh, shit, there we go. Um, but in the moment, there's so much um, pain, I suppose, adrenaline, all the things you'd feel in an accident like that. And it all bypasses you a bit quite quickly. Mm. Um, but we were lucky, to be honest, that we were playing uh, Watford under-23s at the time. So... The academies, professional academies, always have a very highly qualified uh, physio or at least part doctor. I suppose um, they have gas and air in for circumstances like that. So I was in the best hands capable, really. Um, he was really, really helpful actually. Um, check because with a dislocation, they got to check for a pulse in your foot. Um, if you don't have one, and they've got to get your ankle back in position quite quickly. Yeah, but. Um, I suppose, luckily, they didn't have to do that there and then, which I think would have been quite um, traumatising because when I went to hospital and got that done, they give me some kind of drugs, which you black out so you're awake, but don't remember a thing. Mm. And they told me I was a very, very foul-mouthed person. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Uh, And um, it didn't actually go back into position. My ligament had come across my ankle joint whilst doing it. So I had to wait until the operation for that to be fully located back in. So I was in bed in hospital for five days, just with my leg in the air, waiting for the swelling to go down for an operation. Yeah, it was just a bit of a whirlwind, really. It was um, unexplainable. And I wouldn't say it was any sadness or anything like that. It was just, it was a lot of discomfort for the next six, seven months, really. I was on crutches, couldn't walk uh, for five months, couldn't wait there. Blimey. Uh, and then after that, it was just getting, building the confidence and the strength and everything back up and then getting the rehab on the ankle to get back playing. Uh, but yeah, no, it was tough, very tough. God, just say, like, you don't play like someone who's had that injury. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're yeah, not someone no. who ducks out of anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, you know, it's happened. Mm. It, I mean, I've broken my wrist a couple of times, done my ankle, pulled multiple muscles. It, it, at the time, and then when you do recover and you're just fresh back, it's in the back of your mind. But after that, I mean, it's all forgotten about and I'd never be one to grimace at a tackle or a challenge. And, you know, if you live your life in fear of what could happen, because it's happened before, then you're not really going to go anywhere. So. Yeah, true. Oh, wise words there, Mr. Yeah. Pope. Wise words. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Beyond your years, you, you, you're, 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 how old are you, Ben? You're 20, uh, 23. 20, you're 23. Well, the yeah. oil of Yule, mate. That's what it is. You're <laughs> 23. God, do you know yeah. what? I thought Ryan was younger than you. No, that's, no, that's Ryan, obviously the wavy hair. He's Ryan's probably, I think, hair, he's, about six, he's about six months older than me. Yeah, see, uh, I don't know. I'm, no, I'm, um, I've always been told I've got a. Um, Older, older mindset. Yeah, no, <laughs> whether that's my bringing up or what, I don't know. But well, that, maybe that's for another interview. We talk about your bringing up. I can't remember much of it. 
got terrible memory. Yeah. The um right, so anyway, you so you moved on to Burgess Hill. Yeah, so so from Worthing. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so Hill, that, yeah. That transition to Burgess Hill was that um, that you'd been out for a long period of time, and that Burgess Hill offered to have you in, or was it Worthing? Yeah, what was a little bit. Uh, so at the time, you had Ian Chapman, the manager, who I over the years got to know, and um, you know, respected me as a player, and I was respected him as a person and a manager. So when I so I came back the season before, I think. Yeah, the season that I came back from my broken leg, the um, Adam Hinchelwood came back in as manager. Gary left early in the season. Um, and I was playing regularly. I was made captain and everything at Worthing was um, doing pretty oh, I well. Know then. That. I, I thought you did, that, that was it. Sorry, I, I'm not up to date there. So so you no. actually came back within that season so only happened well oh, so nice. only it happened in the end of July in the pre-season then I was back maybe for the last three or four games just getting an appearance here and there uh, probably wasn't quite ready but just wanted to get on with it really and I don't know if it's put any damage or anything I don't know it restrained anything but you know, I'm fine I'm seeing right now does Dane have problems with you? Do you know, like where you all want to stay on the pitch and he's got his magic sponge or whatever he's got? Dane, yeah, he does. He tries to look after me well. Uh, <laughs> I say try, he does. He's a good, good fella, Dane. But um, yeah, there is time for you to tell him the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he's un- he's, un- he's unsend offable as well. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've got that red card. He should have been in the stands. Yeah, unbelievable, isn't he? Um, no, but uh, yeah, you're yeah, back no, at they, they, yeah, so back at Worthing. Um, so yeah, played under Adam Hinchwood. It was made. We lost a lot of players, and when Gary left, and we left with quite a young squad. We were playing under 18s. I think we didn't win a game in about 16 games, maybe one point in about 15 or something. So uh, we, I got made captain, and then was playing week in, week out. Adam Hinchwood came in and brought a good few good players in um, then yeah made a little bit of a great escape really uh, managed to get up the table and win a fair few games and wouldn't say by the skin of teeth quite comfortable in the end really but um, stayed up but towards the end of that season was just out of favour um, yeah. for whatever reason it is what it is you know and accept it and um, yeah there was a little bit of a change going on at the club I suppose and was told my playing time might be limited as they're bringing in someone else. And at that point, you know, I just want to play football. So I agreed to go to Burger Hill where there's sort of promised to be a starting figure. So that was how that came around, really. So that you went, because you went from Burgess Hill to Lewis. And yeah. they were in the same league, weren't they? Uh, Burg- I'm sure they yeah. were at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah Roman Premier at the time. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what happened there then? So did you... Did it just not work out at Burgess Hill? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ian Chapman left around maybe Christmas time. I can't quite remember the dates or something. And we were struggling. We had some good players there, but it just didn't click, didn't work. Um, I wouldn't say I was enjoying my football, playing my best football or near it, really. Um, so there was a few players in and out, manager changed, and I just wasn't enjoying it, really. Uh, Burgess Hill offered me a new deal actually they were very 
helpful and loyal to me actually and mm. offered me a new deal, maybe captain also. Um, <laughs> so, but I just wasn't enjoying it, how I thought I should be playing football. And then um, I had a friend from Worthing, Kieran Pamant at Lewis at the time. And um, Darren Freeman was the manager and he'd known me for a fair few years um, yeah. and, you know, liked me as a player. And as soon as I was speaking to Kieran, he had a little word of Darren and then the seven-day approach come in and I took it up because I just wanted to try something new and play football and try and be happy again. So yeah. that just, um, it just didn't work out. And that's all it was really. So. Was that well? I mean, was that a style of play issue? Was it? I mean, or was um, it just characters that the, you know you just just weren't working, just weren't gelling? It just didn't. Whatever happened, just didn't click. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it might have been style of play, might have been players. I couldn't really put too much. Yeah. But later, I mean, the later on got relegated that season, and it was it was just a tough year all round for the club. I think, yeah. and you know, it might you know, can be told I was jump shit, but. At the end of the day, unfortunately, you do have to look after yourself. And yeah, short career. You know, Lewis, Lewis are at the top of the table or thereabouts. So for me, it was a possibility of going there, doing well and possibly getting like a promotion even. So, yeah. you know, always striving to get to a better level. 100%. So, Lewis. Yeah, what happened there then? So, you 10 games. So, I joined before the end of the season. Uh, went there, played games, done all right, thought. Won a few, drew a few. Um, it got really sort of fit at the time, actually. Darren was brilliant for that and you put a lot of faith into me and really started enjoying my football again. And then a um, certain man in the pre-season, Gary Elphick had a word, had just signed at Hastings and um, Chris Agate had got in touch and working with Gary and being sort of, you know, best mates with him it was a bit of a no-brainer really just to yeah. go and, and I suppose the um, the title one offer at the level below I mean we all want to win things and that was just it really so yeah. it was just uh, another <laughs> another whirlwind in the football world but um, yeah. no no, it was, it was quite an enjoyable time but yeah I just preferred the prospect at Hastings more yeah, and so it was Gary Elphick. He was the man, yeah? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, work, I work with Gary. Um, I work for his dad, so we're together there, sort there of day in, day out. There so you go. He's um, a bit of a... Um, who's the fella, the Portuguese agent? Oh, me- not Mendes, is it? <laughs> yeah, not, you can call him Mendes? Mendes, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you, I love it, love it. You, you met Chris Agata for the first yeah. time. I mean, what did you make of him? Um, how, how did he sell the club? Um, so, I mean, at my, I mean, probably still only twenty-one at the time, to be honest. Um, so, still, you know, young, striving, potentially looking for professional football. Um, mm. Chris, being a young, up-and-coming, enthusiastic manager, um, just put a lot of, um, I put a lot of faith in him, I suppose. To, want to work under him and improve me as a player. He sold me on that. And um, I would definitely say he's helped me magnificently since joining. Um, just every little thing, the confidence brings into me and the trust. Um, yeah, no, he's been brilliant. So it was more just wanting to work with someone that had the same energy to make you and a team a better better fit, I suppose, better player, better team. 
Nice one, nice that one. That was the biggest thing I would say. So that first season, obviously it was, it, COVID uh, cancelled it. You were, were you happy from a personal point of view? As I remember it, you were banging goals in, you looked yeah. like you were enjoying your football, but what, I mean, how, how was it for you? Oh, it was, I'll be honest, I've never had a season like that. To be honest, I think maybe I've scored 15 maximum in a year, in a season. Um, I think I finished that one and wasn't even finished with 25 goals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just in a really happy place, really confident, uh, great players around me that were, you know, putting things on a plate for me and sort of couldn't miss. But the um, expectations go up on yourself and as a team and it was just, everything was clicking, it was happy and, I don't know, it was like a newfound confidence that I probably didn't have, which I believed I had, but, you know, yeah. it just brings you on again. And um, that's probably why we were so successful, or personally, I was so successful that season. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think all of us, well, we all think that we we would have gone up that year. If that, if that carried on, I mean, we what were we? Yeah, we had I mean, three, three games an hour or something, five points clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it... it it would have been some catastrophic fall. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. The games we had left as well. I mean, yeah, it's we, criminal. It's, um, it's criminal. We we would have gone up. We would have won the league. Yeah. So it's well. We we're, we're looking at unfinished business this 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 season. Obviously now. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask you the question. I kind of know what your answer is, but like, I mean, how do you how do you see us doing this season? I mean, yeah. I've got under pound on us winning with a certain member of the fan base because he showed uh, he 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 was a bit wavering. Uh, but anyway, so I'm getting under pound out of him <laughs> at the end of the season. But like, um, I'd say it right, Robbie. I was talking to Robbie, one of the fa- the f- uh, fans there, and he, he he feels like our season started that second half against um, Ramsgate. I mean, yeah. What? How do you how do you see things? I'd agree with that and I would still say we may not have even started yet uh, it's been a very very slow start from us um, we all know it we're all uh, very disappointed I suppose you know you look to win every game and draw in the first one I suppose against a good title rival um, you look back at it and you go to be fair on the day and if you look at it seriously you'll take a point so weren't too disheartened there yeah. And then against Ramsgate, um, we weren't at the races first half and caused our own problems and lost the game ourselves. Um, probably more than enough chances in the second half to get a draw at least, and yeah. then if not win. Um, and then Whitehawk was probably the biggest turning point. I think we're all very fired up and um, I think we can only get a lot better still from where we've been so far. Yeah, no, I need to, I'm very impressed since uh, then. And to be fair, we have we have spoke, we've all spoken about it, but we, you know, haven't been the quickest of starters as such. Uh, what are we now? Three league games in? Four points, is it? Yeah, I mean, well, we've had Whitehawk, Ramsgate and Herne Bay. Yeah. And I mean, ideally, you'd look at nine, wouldn't you? But seven points probably would have been a realistic target. Yeah. Um, to be on four is pretty disappointing, really. But um, you're playing against three teams you're probably, or on paper at the beginning of the season, you'd say might be there or thereabouts anyway. So, um, yeah, it's just a mindset thing now. And I think we needed it as a bit of a kick up the arse to, um, you know, remind us of what what we want to produce and where we should be at performing. 
Yeah, I mean, it was quite obvious after the Ramsgate game that you, you well, I would say you weren't happy. Well, you weren't happy, but like it was that, yeah. that reaction of actually, we should be beating teams like that, you know, and so it isn't just, oh, well, we lost. And, and yeah. I know. No, off- I mean, no disrespect to Ramsgate either. I mean, I don't think they'll probably be one of the better sides in the mm. season. I think they've got some good young players and a bit of experience, but um, to play so poorly and just lose the game. From ourselves, that it's not like I wouldn't say we're beaten by the better team on the day. Um, we caused drone errors and didn't respond well enough at the time to how they'd set up or how we were setting up, and it was just pretty reactive. Um, which in the end, you know, has cost us a point at least. So, yeah, no, that was it was quite a good, good lesson, I suppose. Yeah, after, after that, after that game, but obviously, since then. We've obviously got Martin on the left and Lloyd Dawes on that right. Yeah. Causing all sorts of havoc now. They seem to be getting into proper form now and putting in some pro- proper quality in as well. I yeah. mean, you must be loving that. Yeah, I mean, Dave Martin especially. I've played against him for a fair few years. Um, against him, you never see eye to eye, but he's a, he's a great lad and um, bags and bags of experience at a higher level. And... Um, like you say, the delivery, some of the cross he puts yeah. in, I should probably have two or three goals for him already this season. He'd be a bit disappointed in me, I think. But um, yeah, no, like he's putting things on the plate for you. Um, the quality's there. And then Lloyd Dawes, who's just unpredictable, but with so much skill, can mm. create anything out of nothing. Um, yeah, so exciting. We've got Lamray back. We've got Kenny Pogue, who I can know. play there. I think we work as a two pretty well. We have a go that sort of route. Um, PC can play on the wing, yeah. good ball carrier. So yeah, there's plenty of options and a lot of quality there. Just um, I'm sure it'll be clicking very soon. Yeah, no, it's getting there. It's get it, it's getting there, Ben. So I mean, like, any last thoughts? On, I say like on on the fan base. You got anything to say to the fans that are going to hear this uh, video? You know, just just keep backing us up because you know we know. The numbers are incredible at home games and away. Just, you know, there's no other support like it in the league. Um, just keep backing us because we will get better and we will we will reap the rewards as a whole. So, just pretty plain and simple, really. Just all stick together and, you know, the um, the dream will happen. Yeah. Please, please. Yes, yes. Magic man, you can make that happen. Anyway, right, this is this is going to come out next Thursday, so you can say right, yeah. Seven Oaks. How many are you getting? I've already said this over the next two games. So I'm looking at two or three tomorrow. Two or three. All I've right, said five stuff. in the next two games. A bloke at work today, so All we've right. got a bit of work to do tomorrow. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, well, I'll see you there. I'll, yeah, I'll see no, you there, Ben. And um, man, and then we'll be celebrating three points oh. and a few goals, hopefully. Yeah, well, definitely. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pulling you up if you don't get by. Actually, I won't pull you up. That's the wrong word. You won't. I might have to throw right up. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to do that. But listen, thanks very much for this, Ben. And, oh, man, no, um, I appreciate it. No, take care. Before. And uh, hopefully, if you could come on again some point soon. Um, yeah, of course. Not a problem. All right. And good luck for tomorrow. All right, mate. Top man, look after yourself and I'll, yeah, too, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, see you, Cheers, mate. Chris. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. And now over for all the hot takes on our women's team. Here's Rice Eagle with the thoughts of Billy Wood.
So it's pre-match before the Vitality Women's FA Cup clash between Hastings United and Regent's Park Rangers. And as usual, I am with the always wonderful Billy Wood. So, Billy, is there a different magic going into the FA Cup, knowing that this could be the start of an incredible adventure for the team? It's great that we're in the FA Cup. I think it's a great moment for the town that we have a women's team that want to do well in a competition like this. Um, different sort of pressure. It's not league pressure. Um, we can kind of enjoy the occasion, but we have a, a willing mentality across this squad. And I believe that they'll be all hyped up, ready to win this game. It's not been easy going into it. We've, we're missing a few. It's not been easy at all. But at the same time, I believe in the squad that we have out there. And yeah, we're, we look to do every, what we do every week and that's win. You talk about the several injuries that is currently in the squad. So picking today's team and squad, because young Nia Stassen's coming up from the yeah. development squad. So is picking today's squad mainly because of injuries or is it with an eye on making sure you do well in the league? Not really. Like, I think I think there's, there's room for... A, I'm going to put it this way. We signed X amount of players on because we wanted to have a strong squad and not a strong 11 or a strong nine and make up the 11. So we, we got players in of, of decent calibre to not only compete, but try and win the league and do well in the Cups. So we've rotated a little bit today. There's been some rotation down to getting game time for players. Um, there's been forced, forced changes due to COVID in the camp, which has led us losing a couple. Uh, and there's been a couple of injuries that, with all due respect, I'd rather not risk right now. So with, with regards to that, Molly misses out today purely based on the fact that um, she needs another week of a hamstring and hopefully she's fit and firing for, for league, league football next week. And a quick word on the most recent acquisition. Sophie Bridson signed right at the beginning of the club yep. and brought back now. So apart from adding depth to the squad and competition for the number one shirt, what else does she bring to the club? Sophie's got a lot of experience being at Crystal Palace. Sophie is a calm, um, cool character. She is She's brilliant, really. She was she was the first sign that we actually made uh, and didn't make an appearance, a, a competitive appearance for the club. She made a couple of um, friendly appearances and got a couple of clean sheets. Uh, she didn't work out for her last time around. Bit of job, a um, bit of other things. But she was always a player that I wanted at this club. I think it pushes Blair. I think we're, we're very, very fortunate to have a keeper of the calibre of Blair at this football club. But Blair wants competition too. No, Blair isn't... A, self, a selfish player in that sense. She wants to be pushed and Sophie will push her and I'd rather have a headache than wake up on a Saturday thinking who's going to play and go on a Sunday because we've got no keeper. So now we've got two quality keepers which shows not just the depth but also where we want to be as a football team. Well, I'm always available. Not for this team, mate. <laughs> oh, shame. Anyway, thank you, Billy Wood. It's full time after the Vitality Women's FA Cup match between Hastings United and Regent Park Rangers and I'm delighted to say it was a 9-0 victory. So, Billy, is there any other word you can use to describe that apart from convincing? Yeah, I think convincing is the best word for it. It was very convincing. Um, It was diligent. I think I wasn't overly happy going in at half-time. I think we made, with all due respect to Regent's Park, a bang average team look, look threatening at times, which goes completely against what we're trying to do at Hastings United with, with, with the women's team. So gave it a whole second half. We kind of changed things a little bit and um, blew them away. I think fitness showed. I think fitness for our team showed. And we had a lot missing today. And obviously Nicole, Tibbs, uh, Molly missing and a few others. But look, we got the job done. It shows once again, like I said before the game, right, that this team, this squad of players has been put together 
to win regardless of who we're missing. Did the fact that you only have three substitutions as opposed to the roll-on, roll-off that's used in the league, did that affect your preparations today? Because I can imagine in what was quite severe heat at times, some of the players must have been getting very tired. Yeah, but we've got a very fit squad, so they, they adapt to those situations well. It, it's upsetting. I, I would love to have got Nia Staten on today. You know, she's she stepped up into the into the squad today. Um, but obviously with, with only three um, subs that we could make out of the bench, she, she didn't get the opportunity today, but the ones that did took it. They did well. I thought Holly, once again, was, was solid at right back. She didn't have much to do defensively today, but she did a hell of a lot to do the week before. She was solid. I thought Sharpie was solid as well right back today. Um, I think Naomi did well left left side. And um, I thought Lindsay you know, gave it all up there and got a lot more minutes than she's picked up in recent times. She got a good half hour today, good run out. Shame she didn't get a goal. I thought she did at the end, but... But sadly, that offside flag went up. But I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of roll and roll off. It makes things easy. It makes decisions easy. It makes it makes it easy to have leave people on the bench or or bring someone on for 15 minutes. Um, I prefer the the standard subs that that should be in football. But you know, you can only do what, what the rules tell you to do. No, I guess after the result, the question is how far do you think the youth can go? Win it? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Joking. We can't win. The, we we can't win the competition. But what we do say. We want to win every game that we're involved in. So we're off to Islington for the for the next round. I don't know much about them yet. We'll find out a bit more about them, do our, do our homework on them, and hopefully we can beat them, get into the third round of qualifying. I don't know. It all depends on the draw, but there's no reason why we can't aspire to get into the first round proper and then, hey, what's next? Thank you. From myself and a bearded Billy Wood. Time now for our always excellent round table. Thanks to Tony, Leon, Robbie... George, Adam, and Billy Wood for making it happen. Okay, right. First of all, uh, absolute pleasure to have all of these lovely people here for the fan roundtable this week. But we have a new man here. His name is Leon. Leon, as always, with anyone that we get on the fan roundtable, please tell me a little bit about yourself, how you fell in love with the club. Um, I first got taken up as a kid, probably around about 97. Um yeah, back in, uh, I remember it was in the Southern League, we used to have guys like Stafford Brown up top, Danny Simmons. Um, yeah, and literally since since then, just because it was only sort of live football I used to watch. I never used to get taken to a Premier League football or anything like that. So I used to get taken up there, stand behind the goal, hearing all sorts of stuff no six-year-old should be hearing, <laughs> that sort of thing, yeah. So, and yeah, here we are, what, 20, you know, over 20 years later, still oh. suffering. Well, I'm not suffering so much. <laughs> well, no, no, right? no, lost. Not even, not even. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah, absolute pleasure having you on. Right, fellas. Cheers. So we've got a busy. We've had a busy little time. So our first game was Seven Oaks. Yep. Yep. It was indeed. Yep. Yep. So we first Seven Oaks. So who first of all out of all of us who went Seven Oaks? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. It's been well, well documented that I didn't Someone make did it. Someone did go Seven Oaks, but we, you know, we won't. Did you miss us taking you the podcast, George? We've got to make sure you got permission. We don't get <laughs> <in> trouble. <laughs> all right, can't all be single, can we, Rob? Hey. Oh. hey. Oh. into that one. Look, me and my left hand are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Robbie, I hope not right now, though. Yeah. Uh, Daryl's no, here, so I can't. No, no, okay, friend, yeah. Right. 
So, uh, who wants to crack on about uh, the game? Uh, Robbie, do you want to give a few of your thoughts from a, and a fantastic victory? It was, obviously, I think, third time doing the seven X trip. The easier you've had it. Obviously, never a nice ground to go to, horrible fake pitch and quite closed and clustered, but we went there and just dominated. Really good performance for the first half, especially. We should have been at least 4 0 up at half time. They couldn't handle us. We were quick and we filled, we controlled it. Martin, fantastic all the way again. Bang the balls in the box. Unplayable. George's eating something. We're rustling. Um, yeah, it's a really good performance. It's one of those. I think I was typically enjoying myself. It was nice and hot. Performance was good and refocusing the game as much. So to be dancing, singing. Even Billy started a chant. That's how well it went. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Billy. Billy, you did, didn't you? I did, I did. You know, I, I don't just shout on a Sunday. So, yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> No, I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. was, for me, one of the most enjoyable um, games as, as chairman since I've come to the club. I really, really enjoyed the Seven Oaks game. I thought we looked so dominant, like so, like, so manly. Like, we looked like we never were in danger. And, 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 that, and that's credit to Chris and his staff who have put together such a fantastic squad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Without doubt. Without doubt. I mean, my thoughts for the game were I was a little bit squeaky bum. 3G pitches, I always get free, squeaky bum. Uh, and I just from from the absolute beginning, I just thought we were we were we were just brilliant and just never gave them a sniff, really. And uh yeah. yeah, it was it was I was magnificent and uh it's nice seeing uh, Gary get a goal and so uh yeah, Great anyway. celebration. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't it? I mean we were all up for it. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the pit you obviously seen the pictures, Billy, but um we did enjoy yeah. that. We did enjoy that goal. So uh, no, it's lovely. You know, I can't. The the, the, the away support this year, is, like it's unreal. If you look back at some of the the videos of, of when we score goals, the support isn't just behind the. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's it's quite scary. It's literally everywhere. Um, it's like we're home away. It, it's become that that powerful. So, and that's down to you, lads. Really, you you make the atmosphere. So well done to you. Yeah, well, one person that didn't make any atmosphere was uh, Mr. Gasson. He wasn't there. Uh, what were you doing <laughs> when we won 4 1, Mr. Gasson? Oh, I was good. following the Twitter like a madman, like refresh, refresh. It automatically refreshes, but I was still refreshing it, refreshing it, refreshing it, and uh, pleased to see that it was such a comfortable win. Um, yeah, I don't think I could have handled watching last night's game on Twitter with the, what, what was going on in the last few minutes. So, uh, no yeah, please, please, it was a comfortable win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Leon and Tony? I didn't go. I think the rest of you had a better afternoon than me. I, I lost 6-1 out of Ickleshoe, so I was still playing on a Saturday. So, yeah, probably better off watching, isn't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, sorry, Leon. And, and you, <laughs> sorry, mate. And, and you, Tony... Sure. Tony, were you on the Twitter or? Yes, yeah, you... just just following you on the Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah. Right. Got, a, got a bit of a commitment with Brighton at the moment, though. So. All right. Well, but did you go up? Did you go up there then? No, no, no. But obviously, yeah, I, I tune into their. Uh, their oh, their radio. television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their Brighton television. So I'm uh, and their commentary. So I was uh, between the two. Betwixt between the two. Yeah. That'll be that'll be for next season, Billy. Yeah, Hastings Television. Yeah, 
don't need it. Fans come like the amount of people that are traveling now is it's the atmosphere yeah. at the ground. That's you, it. <laughs> you, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to scare people away by making yeah, none of us will go then, will we? <laughs> <laughs> right then. And so obviously then we move on to we had the well a, a wonderful FA Cup performance. Um yep. back up there, okay. um <sighs> I managed to catch 10-15 minutes of it on my break from work. Uh Billy, uh well, you were patrolling the sidelines. Uh yeah. what's your uh, I know on the podcast you're going to give your thoughts because we've always, I've already yeah. got those. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a nice nice little comfortable 9 0 Yeah, I, I just think we didn't know what to expect from them. You know, they're an unknown team from, you know, from London. They actually joined on their bus from Camden, I believe, to get down all the way down to us. So long old trip for them. Um, but I, I, we were just very comfortable. We were missing some big players. You know, Nicole Baitup was um, still sick. Um, Georgia Tibble, unfortunately, sick as well. Molly Hill recovering from from um, a hamstring injury. So we're missing, you know, some of our big hitters, let's just say. But the, the strength of the squad, we just dominated the play, looked after the ball and just moved it around, passed it around. And with all due respect to, to the team, they didn't, they didn't really have a sniff. I, f- I feel sorry for Blair at the moment. You know, she she's collecting clean clean sheets, not having to do much every week. And um, but I'm sure this weekend's game coming out will be a lot harder. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. What, well, Robbie? Your thoughts? Because you were there. Because I saw you in the ground, mate. So I was in that. Yeah, I thought it was very very good game, very enjoyable. Very, I say dominant. We we didn't look in trouble at all. I say even we it was nil nil. Um, didn't look they didn't like it was cool. We always knew the goal for us was coming. But say apart from I think Blair when a bit of venture from the goal, I always get a little bit worried that something's gonna happen. But um yeah, it was okay. Yeah, say it's really several missing quite a few first team players. And it was good to see some of some of the ones that you see playing, get some goal and get some good game, yeah. game time and really good performance all round. I mean but again, similar to seven eight games, it's really enjoyable to get games, just they're enjoying it rather than analysing it. So just the one thing I wanna add Chris, if I can, is yeah, cool. the, the score lines are sometimes quite massive. But I want to just make it very clear that the quality in our team, like if you come up to what's the, the biggest thing that we get when the first time has come up and see us play is, oh my God, I can't believe how much, how good football we play. Like it's, it's, it's technically a decent game of football to watch. It's not. You know, it, sometimes it gets painted with a certain brush because it's a certain step of women's football. But we play very, very good football. We look after the ball. We move the ball fast. We pass the ball along the deck. It, we're organised. We defend well. We're, we're just a really, really solid team. And these score lines aren't reflection on the standard that we're playing. It's a reflection on the quality of the team. And all I can all I can say is, you know, the crowds are growing. Um, let them carry on growing because the atmosphere is fantastic. It was so good to see so many young girls in Hastings United kits either being ball girls or just supporting the team. It was the club's changed, and and for me, for the better. You know, we're, we're very inclusive, regardless of your gender, and, um, and that's the way it's going to be going forward. Okay, dokie. All right. Yeah. Well, I did uh, like the um, actually someone who's coming on in a second. Uh, Mr. Adam Smith is appearing in a moment. He's changed the goal, the goal. Yes. Um, 
And it was nice. Uh, there was a, some, I don't know whose girls they were. There was about three, three or four little girls down the front and they all were dancing along to it. So it was, yeah, it was sweet. It was very sweet. That was right. Chaps. We now move on to uh, Burgess Hill. Uh, I unfortunately couldn't make it. Yeah. But oh my god, just such a terrible fan. I can't believe he didn't make Tuesday. That's disgusting. Yeah, I was. Uh, okay. Yeah, shocking, shocking. Yeah. Uh, NHS saves lives. Right. <laughs> so, so, so from uh, George, we will hand it over to you, George. You were there. The returning this- Gasson. <laughs> didn't you go yeah, to? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, did you? No. Oh, sorry. Everybody talked about that. Yeah. Right. Oh, brilliant. Right. Poor man, Keith Chegwin. Go on. It's it's the for, well for me it's like the gnarliest game to get to. Um, uh, but um, yeah, always enjoy it. I just see it's one of those Tuesday. It's a game that suits it being on a Tuesday night. It's just one of those that part of the world. Just used to it. Maybe it looks better in the dark, Burgess Hill. Maybe that's why it's always on a Tuesday. But just one of those games where. If we're going to win the league, we win those games and we get out of that last five yeah. minutes without conceding the third, and we did it. So teams, you know, teams that are going to finish in the playoffs and mid-table would have drawn or lost that game after they come at us in the second half, but we didn't. Um, so I wouldn't say we were lucky. We can't say we were lucky to win because we scored three goals before they before they score one. So it's not really luck, is it? Um but yeah, brilliant sort of, and that end, the end of the first half, you get two goals in the end of the first half like that. That's a that's a champion's yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Robbie. Yeah, so I like the character we showed. Obviously, yeah, we let it slip a little bit at the end with two goals. But apart from that, really good termination character. You can see they were trying to get ben, um, Benny Pope sent off, trying to bully the ref. He was useless. That's one point. Um, the ref refused to send Popey off, and then we we'll see. All right, you can just play those games, are you? Instead of getting to a fight with you, we'll just stick with, stick with two goals. That's exactly what we did. So it's straight up there, boom, hit him once. Well, they're obviously reeling. We did what the good teams do. Oh, well, what happened to us at Ramsgate, actually? Oh, well, they're, they're suffering from a goal here. Let's hit him again. Let's hit him hard. That's what we did. 2-0. Game was ours from them. Yeah. They won't send off Popey because he's got papal power, just so you know. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was bad. Right. Uh uh, who else we got? Well, we got we've got a Mister we've got a Mister Smith here, have we? Yo, hello. Yeah, hello. Right, just in time. Burgess Hill. Squeaky bum time. Yep. <laughs> is that uh, is that it all? Uh, that that that's the review. <laughs> uh, f- and fair enough. I mean, I think I don't know if I could speak for all the guys that weren't there, but uh, it was definitely squeaky bum time on Twitter. Just refreshing constantly when it was three two in injury time. Who was on the Twitter that day? Um, was it you, Adam? It was me. Yeah. Oh, he got the subs wrong, Adam. I mean, come on, who gets the subs wrong on Twitter? Oh, how outrageous! Uh, my my advisors <laughs> on the night weren't great. Yeah. 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 Look, I saw two, two sub boards go up. I should know both for us. I had had a hold of hands up. <laughs> I was responsible for the wrong tweet. Unbelievable, Robbie. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right in. Right. We've. Are we, are we happy? We finished. What? Got, are we finished on Burgess Hill? Any. Any of the other gentlemen? Tony, Leon. Do you want to say any, yeah. any thoughts on uh, the Burgess Hill win? No, I went there. Last probably got it covered yeah, on the fan side. No, don't say that, Leon. You're not. You're not a fair <laughs> one. Mate. You've been going twenty. Not everyone years, can make mate. every game, Leon. We understand that. Everyone misses an occasional game. We're very forgetful yeah. about that sort of thing. 
now and then. Yeah. Uh, still, still play it. Play as long as I can until my legs can. Good boy. How many more years? No more. Yeah. Years? Well, um, wouldn't we? say years. Months. <laughs> <laughs> what position you play, Leon? By the way. All over. I'm a J- James Milner. James Milner. Oh, yeah, right. I, tend, I tend to get a drop further back with age. <laughs> on the wing, but now I've sort of dropped further and further back, getting rinsed up by 18, 19 year olds these days. <laughs> but no, whilst the Lexington still do it, I'll still. So, yeah, that's what I, I'm not obviously up at the pilot field for every home game, so I'm still sort of trying to play a bit. No, okay. Right then. Okay. Right, we're done with Burgess Hill, so we're moving on. Hang on, just one thing about Burgess Hill. Oh, okay, yes, maybe George. For, maybe for Billy. They did their burgers were very expensive, but they did a they did a curry over chips with a naan for a fiver, and it was bloody brilliant. So just to, maybe a point for our own club, bit, a bit of a catering tip. That was that was lovely on a Tuesday night. Just wanted to give them a shout out, George. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: they are expensive, but their burgers are actually all right. They did look for good. The but I went for the curry. They went for the curry. They, were, they, they Don't did, blame they, they did look good. Right then. Right, we finished on curry. Right, so we move on to what, uh, unless we've got any more football talk, it's we move on to the pilot field uh, discussion that we had last week. Obviously, Tony raised uh, some of the issues that he uh, raised. Uh, and, now, uh, and now we have Tony here, but we also have Billy here. So, Billy, did you want to start on some of the points that Tony raised? Yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm a little bit bemused, really. I was a little bit um, just shocked by some of the comments, really, because um, it came across as it was fact. But from someone who who is well involved in the builds, in in the negotiations, in the with all due respect, within the moving this club forward into what it deserves to be as a, you know, a national league, potentially a, a professional football league club. Yeah. I was just a bit shocked by, by the comments, especially the, the, the feeling towards, towards Darren, you know, um, for, I, f- I found it very cold in the name, you know, from a, from a supporter of this football club, calling him Mr. Burney. You know, it's Darren, I, I'm sure most will say that Darren, since he's been at this football club, has invested a lot of money um, without any guarantees, by the way. I, I want to put that out there. Darren and Peter, like we get, keep saying Mr. Burney, but we also, it's very hard. It's, it shouldn't be forgotten that there's a Mr. Peter Sherlock who who, who was at Seven Oaks on, on Saturday. Um, he's been to a lot of games this year um, and is also a co-owner of this football club. They've put in a lot of money. Um, in, invested in different managers at this football club. Thankfully, we've got a fantastic manager at this football club now who who does things a lot differently to the past. Um, I don't know. I just was a bit shocked about the you know the the accusations on money, and I just want to dig a little deeper on where they've come from because it couldn't be further from the truth. If if anything, this deal for the news for the stadium was probably, and I'm sure Darren would say this financially the worst financial deal he's ever done in his career so i'm i'm willing to pass this back over but where are mm. these where are these accusations coming from about 7.5 million and also the fact that we won't be 
guaranteeing the, the survival and the future of this football club. I, I just, I just can't see it, cause, especially because we've been so. Well, I hope and, and and lads, please tell me if I'm wrong, please. But I would hope that since, especially after, since I've been at the football club, we've been very, very transparent about everything we do, and I just can't understand how you know we would be accused of potentially risking this the future of Hastings United Football Club for for a seven point five million pound payout and Darren rides off into the sunset. I just I just don't see it. So I'm I'm willing to hear more. I'm not I'm not jumping down anyone's throat, but I'm here to give facts. I'm here to be honest. I'm here to refute some of the claims and um, mm. just to just to listen and hopefully I can give you a real transparent, honest um, assessment of, of where we're at with the new stadium and actually who benefits from the new stadium. Okay. Right. Oh, hello, Tony. Well, I've got cramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's stretching it out. Yeah. <laughs> that was time it's somewhere. It looked like he was dropping off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm back on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old sciatica. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear from Billy. Um, yeah, clarification on uh, yeah that uh, the the club is going to go forward and is in safe hands. You know, that's what uh, that's what's good to hear. Mm. Uh, As it as it is for residents, it's it's mainly our beef is mainly with um, Hastings Borough Council and the planning department to to make make sure that uh, we uh, we. We preserve what we can of the uh, natural conditions in the pilot field, i.e. the 200-year-old oak trees and uh, the uh, established wildlife we've got there. So uh, that's our beef with um, uh, mainly with uh, Hastings Borough Council to make sure that the, everything is... Uh, Tony, Tony, on that, OK, that, that's totally fine. And that's totally yeah. fine as a resident. Yeah. But last week... Yeah, you made out that we were the devil. With all due respect, listening back to the podcast, uh, it's only what I've 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 gleaned so far from various Labour councillors. So uh, where is okay? So where is this? Where is this dialogue? You're wrong to clarify the situation, and uh, then we we, you know we can take the club forward. But yeah, it's, it's good that you're on to clarify the situation. Yeah. It's good so, to hear it. Yeah, you know. Can I just confirm? Yeah. Your your beef is actually the fact that there's going to be houses on the pilot field rather than no no, no 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 no. We, I'm not too uh, I'm not too uh, too fussed about that. It's just the uh, it's it's just the planning application that's gone into uh, Hastings Borough Council. Uh, uh, everything with biodiversity these days and and carbon neutral and all this stuff that uh, as as Hastings. Borough Council uh, owned the ground. Well, the people of Hastings owned the ground because it was given to the given in trust to the people of Hastings in I think about 1908. So uh, it just that they had adhered to the proper uh, protocols these days with the, the problems of climate change. Okay. Can I, um, can I just chip in one second? One second, yeah. Tony, because sure. obviously I'm a, I'm a Labour Party member here, yeah? yeah. If, 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 if Labour Party councillors are making spurious claims, I'd, I mean, maybe I'll talk to you about this afterwards. You know, yeah. if seven well, and a half... Well, it's only what I've gleaned from... Uh, from uh, who, guys, I think, you know, that's fair enough, because you yeah. can only go by what someone's telling so, you. So it's told me, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. But equally, if they're coming out with 
things which are just completely yeah fictitious or yeah. i mean but the, the fictitious part isn't is, is that, uh, if you want to clarify it at all is that hastings borough council are giving the land uh, and and the tall untold kiln as well is absolutely that, ficti- that's, that's fictitious is it really? absolutely fictitious it it, it's really? not just ficti- it's not just fictitious it's it, it's stone cold lies and it, it, it's really? sad yeah. it's yeah. sad so but, what, what the what the what the haste because I actually wrote to the, the, the chief executive of, of the council and they never bothered to re- they never bothered to reply to me because I wanted to clarify these certain points and I never got a reply at all. So oh, okay. that, that's totally fine. Yeah. That's so totally when you fine. don't get a reply from the, the chief, you know the person who's actually running Hastings Borough Council, you start thinking, well, is there truth in these rumours at all? You know. Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you this right. Yeah. We 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 barely get replies, so I, I don't blame I don't blame that there. Yeah, but I, I just want to say that, with all due respect, whether you believe it was true, not true, whatever, the way yeah. you portrayed it on this podcast last week was yeah. as fact, and and the and with regarding the way you talked about the land being given for free was yeah. as fact, yeah. and it's not fact. Okay, right. the well, fact of the matter is the council yeah. will be making a significant significant six-figure sum based on their, their valuations of both right. this site, the yeah. pilot field, and Tile Kiln. Right. The site, Tile Kiln, yeah. as it is, doesn't go into the possession of Darren Burney or Mr. Burney, as he was, is quoted last week. That doesn't yeah. happen, okay? We lease Tile Kiln, okay? Right. So we don't own, or Darren, Mr. Burney, doesn't own Tile Kiln. It'll be a lease. It'll yeah. be a lease, Okay. Um, yeah. uh, number one, so he's not gonna buy get the land and sell the land off, and then Hastings is done because that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, there's the application for both sites has to be heard at the same time. They yeah. can't be heard sing- singular. They have to be heard together. As yeah. it's, a double, it's a project, it's one project. Okay, right. so we can't agree houses on the pilot field and be nomads and have nowhere to go. And yeah. by the way, that will never happen while I'm chairman of this football club. Football right. is first for me, and I'm That's here true. seven yeah. days a week fighting for this football club to be better, and I'll carry yeah. on doing it for no pay. I'll do it for no pay because I believe in a project to this football club. Right. Um, Very good. Very commendable. And, and, and with that, just with that point about the, well, they'll start building and then he won't bother building. You don't know Darren Burney. You don't know Peter Shirk enough then because we right. talk about this football club every yeah. single day. This football yeah. club, not not about building houses. That we never talk about building houses. It's right. not. It's not the. It's not this Essex builders building man who's come in because he does projects, um, construction projects. Right. He he loves football. Darren's yeah. a football man, right? Yeah. Peter's a football yeah. man, and, and and they they care about not us just being here. Yeah. They like, for example, last night at the game. Yeah. Both Peter and Darren are texting me throughout the game. How are we getting on? How are we looking? They yeah. care about the football. That's good. We will That's not good. go to Tolkien. Let me finish this and then you can jump in, mate, as well. Yeah. We will not go to Tolkien on just by building a football pitch, right? It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't progress. We want to be a football league club. Now, me, Darren, Peter, and the board want us to be in a football league, right? We won't be like other football league clubs, but we want to be in a football league. And right. to do that, we need a new site because yeah. With all due respect, this place 
cost a fortune year in, year out to maintain, just to keep maintained. Yes. Okay. So every year I get a, a structural engineer's report on the stand yeah. every single year. And every single year it's getting worse. Yeah. We had to, for FA grounding, we had to change all the, around the pitch, not the pitch, not the barriers around the pitch, but there's, if you look at the bank, there's a, a wooden, there's a brand new wooden fence that goes round. Okay. All the way round. That costs six thousand pounds just to put that up yeah, yeah. for in, in covid right so in covid we had to do that yeah, we had to yeah. fix we've had to fix the the main stand roof which cost an absolute arm and a leg another four, um, four-figured sum yeah. we've had to, and then that's going to be needed need done again in, in a couple of years time um there's significant damage to the to the you know to the tarmacking that we need we need to do for health and safety wow. there's consistent and continuously continuous problems with um the structure of the main stand underneath flooding and what have you yeah it's non-stop this club to survive and uh, and it's very easy for people to say and i was one of them by the way five years ago it's very easy for people to say just redevelop the pilot field just do that just just do that like why wouldn't you you've got a ground do your ground up yeah. but to generate the cash to be able to make this happen give this town <clears throat> excuse me give this town an opportunity to have success because with all due respect to Hastings Council to um, people in Hastings or whatever this town for the last 20 to 25 years has been in rapid decline when it comes to sporting facilities um, when it comes to pitches like Leon, Leon just Leon will back this up as a player, a grassroots yeah. player. That some of these pitches don't even get cut. There was a game called off at Tile Kiln at the weekend because the goals in the ground weren't the same size. That is an absolute joke. Yeah. This town has declined in, in facilities, done nothing about it. Mm. They're moving cricket, not just to not just up to Hornside, but now after getting rid of the you know the, the old Prairie Meadows site and moving yeah. it. For the betterment of this town, they're now moving it out of the borough. Yeah, okay? yeah. It, which is disgusting. Okay, mm. and and with all due respect, all we're trying to do is give this town a facility that 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 everyone can be proud of. Two mm. 4G pitches, a brand new stadium, a banqueting hall, a bar, a gym, um, not just a gym within our stand, but a commercial gym, which is a which is the secondary side, which will be with a commercial partner, not with us. We won't run that gym. It'll be there as a, with a commercial partner. Mm-hmm. Um, educational space for the college so we can carry on our educational program to carry on doing more with the kids locally. Mm-hmm. And when they get into further education from 16 plus, all we're trying to do as a football club is go, how can we be successful and give this town success and put Hastings on the map? And it's the only way. And it's the, and it's the right way. And I know people are going to have their own agendas are oh, we don't we walk our dogs on Tolkien or we we don't want houses we don't want council houses uh, in brackets near our nice posh half a million pound houses fine I get it but that's not what's coming down here and 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 people got to understand that things have to move on it, it's not 1951 anymore it's 2021 and this town is in danger if we don't do it is in danger of losing their football club to outside the borough because we need a site. We need to do something. 
Um, because ultimately, if we don't, with all due respect of me patching it up, getting bigger crowds, this place hasn't got another 10 years in it. It mm. just hasn't. Mm. Right. Yeah. Very Billy, good. Billy, that was, that was more than a minute, mate. Yeah, that was excellent. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, you were in the flow, weren't you? But, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Chris. I just, no, that, I, what it is for me, it's just... He's gone. He's off again. No, well, I'm no, going to be very quick. <laughs> what on, it is for on. me is... I, I, I'm, I'm just sick to death with 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 people things being spun to make people look bad and, and I, I don't like it because when I came into this football club the first thing I said to Darren was because Darren was like oh I'm hated in Hastings and I went you're not hated you're just not known and I said to him I said look we need to as a club be welcoming and all we've done like in this podcast Chris could you imagine if you'd done this podcast three years ago you would not be talking about women's football at all at all that's not right. at all. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have 150 girls. I've just left now. I've just dropped my daughter off at home. Yeah. I've just left Tolkien, where we plan to have the new stadium, where there is an under sevens, nines, elevens, thirteens, fifteens, and development wow. women's teams all training tonight. And we need a home. We need training facilities. We need to. These kids deserve it. Like, mm. let's look past building houses. And let's look at the future of this town, these kids. Let's look at it. We need to do it because oh, otherwise, when, when that sun comes down in October, with all due respect, I'm scrambling. And I, I'll say this as someone who it doesn't look like they're scrambling from the outside. We're scrambling to make sure we've got enough training facilities to, to cater for the 300 kids that are playing football for this club. It's not good enough. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I admire your vision. That's very good. And now you've explained things a bit better. It's, uh, it's very good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Can I, can I ask something quickly, um, uh, Tony, on this? Yeah. Uh, where did that £7.5 million pound figure come from? I don't know. I was speaking to a, I was speaking to a councillor, and, they, and uh, that, that's what they seem to be bandying about. And he was a Labour councillor. So. The build the, the of the new stadium will cost around 7.5 million, but we're not going to make right. That's, that's what you're going to be mixed up in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just uh, when you don't get an answer from the Chief Executive of Hastings Borough Council, when you put all these points to them and they don't, haven't got the courtesy to answer you back of being, being on the residence, my local residence committee. It was on behalf of the local residence committee. I, I wrote to the chief, uh, the council leader, Kim Forward, and when they don't bother to respond at all, you think, well, is there any substance in this? In these, um... if if the council aren't responding, it doesn't mean that the club are doing something wrong, and then things can come on and be and be said as facts when they're not. I think that's an important point to make. Like it's that the council have screwed up by not responding to you, and yeah, we should get more responses from our council, and they should be accountable. But just because they're not bothered to respond to you, which they should be, it doesn't mean that the club yeah. is then at, at fault and certain things are fact. I think that's a point that needs to be made. Yeah. Cut yourself no, I off early, then. Yeah, that's uh, you know when when they say they're giving the, when you hear the fact when you query the fact are you giving this land away or not and they don't and they don't bother to answer the question. But, but it doesn't mean it's a yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a yes yeah, because but, it didn't answer. That's like someone said to me, Billy. What yeah. do you think about what do you think about um, the Tory government? And I don't give an answer because I don't want to get involved in politics. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean I said it's crap. You know, yeah. you, you can't, it, the assumption 
Assumptions aren't. It's just, well, look, everyone's allowed an opinion, right? I, I, and and opinions are fine, okay. But I think the biggest thing that hurt me last week, as a, as 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 a supporter of this football club, as well as a as yeah. a, you know, and I, and I'll give you the exclusive on here, Chris, as as a now shareholder of this football club, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was hurt, and I listened on to to it a bit, and and I kind of calmed down a bit when when yeah. I heard. Robbie and I heard, you know, flat white Andy who's not on today. Is he? He's in Spain. No, he's in oh, Spain. He's in Spain. He's, um... Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, I heard, I heard a bit more, it was a bit more diplomatic and it, and it, it was a bit more of a conversation. I was, I was really hurt because number one, I f- and, and I've really drove this point and I do talk for England as Chris always points out to everyone. Yeah, I do. I'm quite, tra- I'm, I'm a bit overly transparent. If you know what I mean? I, I will tell if people, obviously, when it comes to team selection or what Aggie's doing, that, that's that's the sacred line, you know, don't cross that. But when it comes to what we're trying to achieve this football club, I'm really, really, I'm, I'm so, I'm approachable. So what I don't get is, I, I, I got, I listened to it and listened to Mr. Bernie's doing this, Mr. Bernie's doing that, and the club's going to do this and the club's in danger. Is he committed to the club? I'm sitting there going... But this is from a support of our football club. And I try and say hello to everyone. Why, why have I not been asked mm-hmm. this? Why have I not been approached and gone, Billy, I, I approached the council. They didn't give me an answer. I see you smiling and talking to some supporters down at the pilot bar. Just like, why, was, why, why wasn't I ever asked? And, and it, it wound me up for the first time in two years, apart from a match day. <laughs> I, was, I was a bit wound up because I was thinking... I can't. I, I would have hated, genuinely hated, supporters or people who might have just tuned into Chris's podcast by accident to hear, heard that and taken that as fact when it was so far off, but presented as fact. It could have been really, really damaging to the brand of this football club we're trying to be, and, and, and that wasn't. I, I didn't take that. I don't know. I just maybe I took it too personally. Equally, equally, Billy. Equally, equally. Get down, but from that soap, soapbox, please, sir. <laughs> if 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 Tony's heard these things from, and uh, you know, we need to. Uh, I want to. I want to. I'm gonna check into this. If we yeah. have people making these spurious claims, and then like Chinese whispers, they then become bigger and bigger. Exactly. I think what what we learn from from maybe this conversation is that. Communication is the key, and that Billy is not difficult to talk to. And you know, if that's the way we should do things, I mean, I mean, there's it's almost a side issue that if 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 if, Tony, if you're saying to us that these people have said these things to you, and then it's gone on from there that they've then gone quiet, that's that's something that I think we need to look into. Yeah, totally agree. But yeah. Go on, Tony. Sorry, mate. Well, we've got more council elections next month, so... Yeah. I know, I've got an email about standing. Hey, imagine There that. we go. Imagine there that. There we go. Imagine that. Me, me and I'll uh, see Mr. Gasson could be my advisor. Right. Um, no, I'm not doing any of that. Thank you. Right, no, so... Um, yeah, it's uh, good. good to get this clarification. Very, very pleased. Yeah. Yeah, so just just from a... From a like, if someone's just listening to this podcast again, They've, they've heard that last week's some of the points that were raised were in terms of when we move over to Tyne Kiln, if everything goes through, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. So we move 
as I seem to remember, we, we move when we hit stage two of the build. Is that correct? When we have the facilities in place to be able to financially push this club forward, yeah, we're not going to move to a grass pitch with a stand. Yeah, That's not sorry. happening. So, for example, one of the things was how are we going to raise money and, and why would Darren commit to building the rest once he's pocketed the cash, right? Well, we've got to. We're moving for a reason. Like, we genuinely want to be a, a, a progressive pushing forward. Like, as a town of this size, we, we want to go up the leagues. It's the journey that we want to go on. So we won't move until we're ready to move. Like There will need, won't be a, a digger in the sand, in, in the mud here, ripping this place up until we've gone and gone happily to the new stadium. It's just as simple as that. The way it looks in the plans is the and way... that's written in stone, Billy. Just so that's like, that is written in 100%. stone. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. By the way, play, phase two is the gym. Yeah. It's the gym. You know, it's, so, it's not the whole... Like, it's not just build, like, building the football stadium is, is going to have everything in the stadium, right? So the only additional building to that is this new commercial gym, the way we've changed oh, the plan. Okay. So, so, like, everything will be there, like, even a mini gym in the stadium, like, in the big stand. Like, so there'd be the ticket office, the, the new club shop, the, the, the bar, the banqueting all upstairs, the boxes, the, edu- like the, the classrooms, the physio rooms, the, everything will be there. And it, it's, you know, our commitment is to make sure that that's all delivered. And once that's delivered, we can leave the pilot field to go there and we want to be better off we don't want to be going somewhere where we still will go in oh should we train on the pitch tonight Simon you know full story for Simon he's got another night of preparation to go because Aggie's got to do two sessions this week on the pitch oh we, we want to go somewhere where we've got a, you know a 3G facility that we can use so there's no point just building a, a, a grass pitch stadium and then going oh well, we might do that in five years time we, it's got to be done it's as simple as that and you know, I'll be a liar and, and not a man of my words and I'll resign if that ever happened. If it didn't happen that way, I would just resign. So mm. it just, it won't happen. All right. I've got a few questions from uh, the fan forum website for you, Billy, but I don't know if yeah. Tony or any of the others have got any questions for you. No, no, it's um, very, uh, very informative. Um, I was sort of interested. I think Tony raised the point last week about future proof in the club, like sort of in terms of income. Like, yeah. will the club be making money out of the, I think there's what, two 4G pitches. Obviously, you're getting money through like the sports bar function room and that. I was just sort of, yeah, sort of wondering if if that's, yeah, if that's the way the customer make income is through hiring out the facilities up there. Absolutely. It would be the facility hire, um, our further links with education. That will be a, a massive boost for the football club that we can then reinvest back into the football club. The, the commercial gym will be a, a big source of income for us as well. And just the site in general, Leon, it, it, it makes the club a little bit more viable. But right now, yeah. um, thank God we're getting big gates because we can compete with big gates. Because we've got the big gates, we can compete and keep investing in. Like People forget that we invested into the, into the young setup that we've done right now. We put a lot of money into that. And that helps with the gates, you know, the ancillary income and, and whatnot that we have with that. So from my end... I wouldn't like to quote figures on what we are, but we've looked at the feasibility yeah. study, um, the business, the, the visibility on the business side of things, and it turns us into a 
it turns us into a potentially huge club. And that's what we want. Yeah. Like it, nice. This town needs success. Like I'm sick and tired of hearing, oh, Hastings is this or Hastings is that. We, no, they're, they're, I'm proud to be from, I'm proud to be from Hastings. Like, as everyone knows, I didn't move, I didn't, I weren't born here, I moved here, but I'm proud to be from Hastings. And, and we want to give this town something to be proud of. Yeah, cool. I think like, yeah, so I don't know, it's like everyone's sort of so sort of stuck in the past. Like, obviously, when you asked me about how I first started sporting the club, you know, I sort of said how it used, you know, back in the day, it used to be this and that, whatever. And yeah, it's, just, it's good to have something to, to look forward to. And yeah. Well, for example, I think that, positive. I got an email from um, a long time supporter of the football club. And he told me about when he went to his first game in nine, it was either 1959, 1969. Um, and I've probably got that wrong, so he's going to hate me now. But <laughs> he was telling me that, you know, he told me the date, the, who they played and the gate. And we're now quadrupling that gate. Wow. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm hoping that we're engaged in a new, in a new fan base and, and, and not being stuck in, in the past anymore. Yeah, without forgetting the history of this club and I'm sure the older supporters know that I'm, I'm very very um, very accommodating to them as much as I possibly can and they always pop yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in a week <laughs> it's quite nice I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're quite aware that I'm in, well into my, my sort of local history and that so yeah, yeah you know. uh, so another thing I was going to sort of bring up is that as someone who's involved in grassroots like will, will the facilities be available you know, for for anyone yep. in the area, like you know, the teams that use Tile Kiln right now, are they absolutely be able to carry on playing, make the most of their facilities? Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Their facilities up there are shocking. Um, yeah. What they get charged for, what they get is it's it, it's not good enough. It's just not yeah, good enough. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was just up there now. It's not good enough. Uh, we have committed to every team that's on there now that plays their Saturday football on there yeah. to not charge them a single penny more for the brand new nice. facility. Uh, that, uh, number one for me, look, I played a lot of grassroots locally as well. It's number one for me that, that we, we respect that and we'll do that with training facilities and training nights to be time allocated to be able to be used by other clubs. So it won't be overrun Hastings, Hastings, Hastings. There'll be a lot of community yeah. stuff, a lot of free hours as well we're given. So the local kids in the area get free football, football coaching for not like they'll be able to turn up for nothing. And I think that's important. It's, it's about tomorrow and it's about, I would, have, I would have killed for that sort of facility in this town. Like yeah, yeah, the best thing was Filsham Valley's Astro at the time. We used to have to climb <laughs> over the fence to get on it. You know, it, 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 this town needs it. It's not got one full time, full, full size 3G. It's, it's wow. mental. Yeah, or always sort of draw comparisons to Eastbourne. Like off the top of my head, they've got what two full size three G, four G yeah. pitches. Maybe I think those who got Eastbourne Bower, the sports park, and I yeah. think maybe Eastbourne College. Yeah, and, you know that's Schools similar, school as well, of, I believe. Isn't it? I think it's Schools School. Yeah, I do know yeah. about that. Yeah, always sort of draw comparisons. So like similar, similar size town, similar area. I mean, we've all, you know, for for my living memory, we've always fallen far behind. Yeah, massively. It's not good enough. And that's why oh. I know I went on a bit of a rant about the about the last 20, 25 years, but I was um, I was one who kind of got hit with that because I'm, I'm from that generation that, that has seen the decline. Mm. Like you, Leo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> In my 30s now. 
bloody oh, up. <laughs> bloody thirties. Bad times. Yeah, I know. It's no longer eligible for young persons. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Leon, have you got any more questions? Uh, no. No good, uh, right? That was it, uh, mate. Yeah. Well, nice one. Robbie, anything? Uh, just, yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> really, really, everything really, really feel much said. And you've got nothing major to add. On a slightly different note, I'm going to be really drop off because I have some prearranged plans. So, yeah. I do if I just leave early, but tell, yeah, say thanks to everyone. Thanks tell for her we're, back on. Tell, tell her thanks. Thanks for giving your time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, take care, Robbie. Okay, right, yeah, Robbie. yeah, yeah I had a, a couple of questions, uh, Billy. Uh, one of them is actually from, from George, who I think has to dash as well. I think, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm here, I'm still here. I'm oh, do you want to ask that? Do you want to ask that question then, George? Quick, yeah, just a little thing, Bill, about like the yeah. um, classic of the ground. I, I can't get my can't get my head around it. I'm trying to be reading about it. So, about so the classic of the ground is going to be what 1950. That, that, yeah, that was the proposed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, we'll see for the for for the next level up. That's the requirement, and and then it goes up for the National League South. So I just wondered yeah. if there was a plan to like. Well, look, because you got to be. I think it's three thousand for the National League South, which is obviously well, Iranian. Put, in put this way, years. put this way, George. Yeah. The original plan was was done before I was at the club, and I, I guess the actual ambition was a little bit different. Um, it was more just the sustainability of a football club, right? But you, as you yeah. know, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit. More ambitious than that. More ambitious, yeah. yeah. More ambitious um, by nature, of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm just crying out myself. Um, but with regards to that, if we do what we, we should do this year, then we've got the room with regards to the growth of the of the football club um, and the grounds to go higher. So the, the way of the build is different. So that there's a stand, there'll be like a, an area behind one of the goals which can go back and back and back. And that idea is to increase that to make sure that the, the footfall people hits the, the requirements that we need. So let's be honest, we're not, we're not going to, if we're, for example, going to win these leagues, we're, we're not going to be out to 1950s and isn't enough people. Um, and look, no one's been led on a merry dance. Everyone knows that we expect it to be potentially higher, but that's just uh, right now we need to make sure that we're approved to build a new stadium. And then we can look at the, the growth of the of the capacity over time. Um, if that comes before the build, that comes before the build and we'll look for an amendment, which, by the way, there's no difference in in that up to 5,000. There'd be no there'd be no room for negotiation or argument. It only, it's only becomes an argument when we want a 10,000 or a 15,000 seat, which we can still do on that site. Thank you. Cheers for that. It's something I've been... Been scratching around, but cheers for clearing that up. But saying that, imagine two nineteen fifty sell out every week. How amazing that would be! Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely yeah. Yeah. Say, even, even with our current attendances, like that many people and that size um, stadium would be like a much yeah, better atmosphere, wouldn't it? You know, much more enclosed, and then you know, as you're saying, just keep building as. Yeah, as, as more fans turn up. No, I, I come from the music business where we build tours where. You, you kind of play venues that are a little bit below what you could sell to sell out. And it's that feeling of a sold out gig. Yeah. I love to be, I, I, even though I hated the, the, the restrictions on COVID, I did kind of like when we hit the 400 mark and we had to say sold out. It kind of, it kind of felt like I was back in the music business a bit, but selling out 2000, selling out 3000, 5000, that's the aim. Isn't it? We'll get there. 
Okay, right. Um, well, you've, you've basically answered these questions that I've got from the fan forum, so there's no point me asking them. What were they then? Oh, they were, uh, you always get over well over 200 fans sitting in the main stand. It's a main stand person. Yeah. We, we actually get main stand people wanting to send in questions. Uh, what will the seating capacity be? We've oh, okay. spoke about that in the new stadium. Concerned if it, will it be enough? Did they say 200 in the main stadium? Always get well over 200. Oh, massively, yeah. No, the the main stadium stadium stand will be between 700 to 1,000. We'll have enough seats, that's for sure. Not that you lot likes it in any way. No. no. So, Tony, Tony, you're a main stand waller, aren't you? No, no, we we always stand by the, well, it used to be the home dugout, but it's the away dugout now. We just usually stand by that. Yeah, no, yeah. can't be. You can't know main stand. You don't want to sit in the main stand, do you, Tony? Not at all. No, right. Never been in the main stand in my life. That's it. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's it's going anti main stand now. Here we go. No, I stand in the main stand. Yeah, well, that's oh, it's the best. View, it's the best view for me. To watch that's the your pr- your presidential uh, little <laughs> sweet bullet, bulletproof yeah, bulletproof sweet corn sandwiches on the side. <laughs> I didn't I did at the Goldstone many years ago when we sponsored a player. They had a whip round to buy a player. <laughs> got him, all nice. got invited up into the West End. <laughs> oh, blimey. Yeah. Right. That was a but, few years ago. 1970-something. Blimey. Well, well on, that, on that note, well, if we've got nothing else to ask, Mr. Mr. Wood. No, it's very, um, very, very clear. Yeah. yeah. Good ambition. It, honestly, if anyone ever wants to come up to me, like not just not just you, Tony, but any supporter. Yeah. My time isn't I'm not a limited person. If someone wants to talk to me about anything, I'll give them my time yeah. and actually listen. I'm not here to just nod and shake my head and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear what people think. Yeah. You know, positive, negative, whatever it is, I want to hear and I want to hear what people feel. But Number one, at the top of the pile, is the success and the growth of Hastings United Football Club. For me, yeah, do I care about the residents? I do. I do care. And I do want the residents to be happy. But let's be, let's be honest. We're growing at such a size. Do you think the residents are happy with all the cars that are parked around? around? No, they're not. They're, not they kick well, up in arms. So it's probably better for the residents that there's houses than there is football. So Occasionally they get that way, but that's mainly... Uh... Out, out the area, up Fry's Way and all that. But uh, around my neck of the woods, uh, we, we, we haven't got a problem with it at all. What, not but, even a, a Russian oligarch's helipad will be at, next door to you, uh, Tony. Eh? Yeah. Thought, yeah. yeah, that'd be the day. Yeah, but yeah. We're, yeah, we're going to build a £7.5 million pound tower where the, yeah. where the social club is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, gentlemen, look, thanks for this. Yeah, uh, very good. Excellent. No, please, brilliant. Billy, in terms of where where are we currently? I know we were waiting on a date. I'll, terms... I'll tell you where we are. It's, it's there. Right. So, breaking news. Go on. The council on the, on the plan wanted something to be marked out, but didn't tell us until now. Right. So, they've had it for a year. Okay. And now they tell us that before it can be heard, this needs to be done. And if it's not done, then it might have to start again. How? 
So we're a little bit like, hold on a minute. Mm. It's, a, it's a bit of a joke here. That's now it looks like it's going to be sorted. There's a there's a ruling, like a bit of terminology that means that it can be bypassed as such. And if that's the case, we are pushing our absolute hardest to be heard on the 14th of October. Okay. And that's it. There's no issue with environmental health, all these other things I've heard. It's that's all done. If you look on the on the planning thing, that's done. It's done and dusted. We've dealt with that situation quite amicably and, and it's done. We just want to now get an answer. Nobody's clubs yeah. going. You know, good, bad or indifferent, no. I think people know what I'm like. I'm, I'd rather know, know and then I can deal with it and work it. But if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't happen, and the house is being built in the pilot field as well as the new stadium, if it doesn't happen, then whilst it might be okay for some residents or it might be okay for some residents up at Tolkien to keep their dog walking site, this town could lose an opportunity to have an incredibly successful football team bringing in a lot of travel and tourism to this town and actually giving people something to be, be proud of. So it, it's the risk of having a few more chimney pots for success. I'll choose that all day long. Chaps. Very good. Excellent. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, Tony, who's still yeah, here. Yeah. I think Mr. Smith has been very quiet. You ain't got any questions for Billy, have you, Adam? No, no, I'm all good. I mean, probably just something to add on a personal note and a supporters club note is in my time at the football club and with Billy there, he's always been very approachable. Any question I've wanted to ask him, I've asked him. Whether it's an easy one, a hard one, he's never shirked it, like he said. And also, on the supporters club note, that's kind of what we're here for. Whether it's me as the chairman or you guys, any of the other committee, if anyone's got a question that they don't necessarily want to ask Billy or ask Darren, come and talk to us and we'll ask it on your behalf. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, thank you. Now I've got to go. Sorry for rabbit now, now, Chris. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry, you're not sorry, Billy. You love it. <laughs> you love it, mate. Um, no, absolute pleasure. Please, yeah. and please come on again, all of you. All right? Top lads, thank you. Well done, Chris. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. much. All right. That's it for another week, Hastings fans. It's been a cracking one on the pitch, too. Remember, if you want to be on the fan roundtable or have any feedback, that email is hufcpod at gmail.com or the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. As ever, I'm trying to push the YouTube, where this week you get a separate video of the mighty Ben Pope's interview. I really had fun doing that one. So get on there and like, comment and share. But please, please, please subscribe. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>